summers of my childhood, my mom would plant a full vegetable garden in our backyard. Before organic became a buzzword in modern times, we were eating and living organically. Harvesting the veggies became a wonderful bonding time between daughter and mother. She taught me how to cook collard greens, carefully protect our crops with wired fencing and wooden sticks, and I kept a written journal, a timeline of the booming garden, from planting to full-grown crops. Back then, I always look forward to this summertime activity every year. Being well in those times meant three simple things. Spending time with loved ones, creating a beautiful space for gardening, and rising early to catch a sunrise. There's so much hustle and busyness in our lives today. We shower, we eat, we meet, and re-repeat, depending on the career. Some thought the idea of working from home would give us more freedom to do activities we loved. Unfortunately, during this pandemic, we are still on the merry-go-round with virtual meetings, conference calls, and going from dusk to dawn with business tasks, and still, we are not taking time to exhale. But there comes a point when, when Sometimes, all we need to do is shut off the world, turn off those electronic handcuffs, and breathe in deeply. <sighs> Didn't that feel good? Now is the time to pay attention to how we feel. We have to be intentional in taking time to rest and relax, eat well and slowly chew our food, and be in the moment. My guest today, Dr. Marie Celestin, affectionately known as the Sacred Self-Care Goddess, is on a mission, y'all. She's a wellness coach who helps her clients go from burnout to brain fog to practicing mindfulness. A featured author in the best-selling book, One Habit to Thrive in a Post-COVID World, Dr. Marie also serves as a clubhouse moderator and a talented podcaster with her platform, Talk with Marie. She will be planting seeds of wellness in our garden and letting us know how to prioritize our health journey one cleansing breath at a time. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBN's African American Historical News Journal. Give the gift of knowledge as the drive for five starts now. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. Welcome to another edition of Interludes. Very excited to have her. She's a wellness coach, 
a best-selling author of One Habit to Have in a Post-COVID World. I'm saying it wrong. Say it One Habit me. to Thrive in a Post-COVID World. We want to thrive. Thrive in the post-COVID yes. world. We are <laughs> podcasting partners on another platform, and uh, we're and we're also members of a business network together. I it's been a joy to get to know her, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Dr. Marie Celeste. How are you? I am great, thank you. <laughs> happy day, oh, happy day, ha happy day, happy How day. Feeling is on my wall, as you can see. Joy. joy joy yes and plants she is always surrounded oh, by plants my God. yes <laughs> my natural habitat i know wellness is a a vibe that i picked up from you when we first started following each other and that has been your mantra is that i am here to help folks in wellness and to write this book that you did with other co-authors what started that process now that we were all dealing with COVID, now that everybody had been sat down after March 2020? What inspired that and for you to get with other authors to get that together? To get that together. Well, that started before COVID, shockingly mm -hmm. enough. Oh, I, wow. <laughs> it's just, you know, first <laughs> I want to start by saying I am the daughter of Haitian immigrants and mm -hmm. I've been in this country for decades i stopped counting and for me it was about my mom got sick also my aunt who raised me and Haiti got sick and so all these different issues sort of watching families go through mm -hmm. um and myself also having dealing with my own issues in silence because no one needs to know <laughs> that's when i realized i have to make a switch and you know after my mom was diagnosed with cancer and then she passed away my aunt passed away and almost like too many wake up call back to back when i'm like okay okay, we got to do something. If you don't do something, this is it um, kind of situation. And so I took it seriously when that was the year 2017, I decided to even start, um, join a wellness business and start really learning about what, what does it take to really be healthy every day inside and out? Not at the beginning of the year, not on my birthday, not when I'm getting <laughs> ready to go on vacation on a tropical exactly. island. Exactly. Every day. Does that sound familiar? Every single day. Um, and to really talking about self-care because I see a lot of the women in my family just work, work till the last day, just work hard and mm -hmm. never really take a break. I mean, a break is really, you wouldn't even know what that's how, you know, what that looks like. And so for me, I'm like, I don't want that. There's no way work cannot become my life. And mm -hmm. so for me during that time, I really sort of shifted my priority in terms of I was working. I've been laid off twice. Even during that whole time, everything was happening simultaneously. Wow. Twice. Um, and so I was just like, mm -mm, I cannot. So many things were out of my control in terms of thinking you have a permanent job, but I can take it away from you. And all those things also started happening when I became a new mom. And so I'm like, I have a little person to worry about. I cannot right. deal with surprises. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. one thing when it's just you and you're like, okay, I can handle this. And so that's when I was just like, self-care has to be at the core of everything. Prioritizing me, making sure that I'm literally taking care of myself another to do the other thing, but also solely because I started seeing it as my birthright to be able to to take a moment to just breathe and not everything be surrounded around work around right. motherhood, around school, around everything but me, <laughs> everything but me, right? <laughs> and so that's when I was just like, it's time. It's time, we gotta shift that around. And so that's when that whole thing began. 
And you guys came together before COVID thinking, oh, we're going to put this book together. And then, of course, you know, like I said, everyone got sat down. And then what brought you all together to say, OK, this is what the title is going to be. This is what we're going to we're going to have our one that we contribute to this mm-hmm. this off this book. How did that happen? So this book found me. So I was getting, you know, in the idea of like being a coach, being coached. Mm -hmm. I was coached before I even decided to become a wellness coach. And so (laughs) I did, um, I met for Wiley. So she's the one Willie after meeting her, doing her program. She's like, oh, there's a group that's doing this. Are you in? I'm working on an exciting thing. So much happened on social media or even social app now where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I was like, I'm in. I didn't know what this was about. And then it was when it was just like, okay, this is what this is. This is the the company that's publishing it. These are the people. This is what's required for you to be in it. And mm-hmm. my first thought was, I want to do this with somebody. And so I tap <laughs> Tracy. I was like, Tracy, I know <laughs> we just did like a book launch and the book is already, her book is already out, but this thing, this is going to be like the next best sell. I didn't even know anything. This is me just like feeling It was just this energy thing where I'm just like, we got to do this together. And for me, Mm -hmm. wellness is the same way. Once I'm like, I'm doing some amazing things. I want to do it with others, particularly my um, other women, particularly women of color and say, "Mm, I want to be able to share that. Yeah. And it, the question that comes to mind, is it selfish for people to prioritize themselves when thinking about their wellness journey? Mm. To me, it is not. And I've been teaching and we teaching and helping women unlearn that it is not, but we've been conditioned, particularly as women, that it is even talking about yourself, speaking about yourself, thinking about what you need, have the audacity to even say it and do it. (laughs) That's ground to be shown in this society, right? You cannot be talking about self, right? And you see that happening all the time where you get rewarded for putting other people's first, other people first, for putting children first, for putting country first, for putting everything first. And then you look around and you're like, oh my God, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 70. All the idea that you realize you may not even know yourself. You may not even know like what is important to you. And that was the thing for me when it's like, okay, they can take away the job. They can take away this school is done. Who are you now? Who are you now? Right. And I think when you spend so much time, you realize you lose a little bit of yourself. Yeah. When all of it can be taken away and you did not take time to get to know you, take care of you, nurture you, um, and making sure you're loving and celebrating you and get to know you and, and really sort of growing into yourself. And so I think, again, particularly for women, and I do think there are some men who go through this as well right. in terms of that pressure to be everything. Yeah. And then you just focus on one thing And then before you know it, it's like all those things might be gone. Like at some point, the babies are going to leave the house. At some point, your parents are going to do their own thing. School is going to be done. Your friends may have their own life. And then, and I think that's the biggest challenge in the pandemic is that how do we learn to be by ourselves and be okay? Like, how do we be in solitude and not feel like it's loneliness? How do you take care of yourself and know that I don't need to be surrounded by a hundred people? And even then you might feel like, I'm by myself because yeah. it doesn't mean that you're actually being uh, cared for, being loved and getting attention. You're simply there catering to everybody else but yourself. Yeah. And I, um, I definitely want to uh, 
kind of park right there. The journey for myself in 2020, it was literally, at, when the pandemic hit, it was about six or seven months after my mother had passed away and she died of liver failure. And I know that's um, one thing that we have in common without our moms. The one thing that I thought about was I was dreading, I was going through grief recovery. That's what it was. I was going through grief recovery, kind of getting therapy for myself, starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel and then the pandemic hit. And then I was thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot go out side and you know commune with other people and talk with people and to continue to get the the recovery help so I fought for it zoomed and got on the phone and went through the grief recovery book and therapy and all that type of stuff and then I was starting to feel okay with being by myself Mm -hmm. that was a part of my wellness journey in grief because I'm telling you right after and you know so many things had happened that changed where I had to just kind of you know, changed my life. And I realized not only was I grieving my mom, I was grieving the move from um, the East Coast back to the Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, losing my job as well, and just losing my uh, community, my church community um, that I had been, you know, been in for over almost two decades. So it's important, especially in this year, 2022, to, I guess, just know what our our limits are and what are what we need to do to take care of ourselves if you were telling someone hey this is what you need to pay attention to especially in this year definitely for every every day but just specifically this year what what would be that directive you would give someone that is on that wellness journey to be better for themselves for their children and for their family Mm, all of it uh for anyone i mean really sometimes i think we complicate it and mm-hmm. for me it's been about taking a pause and mm-hmm. moving much slower um mm-hmm. because i saw a lot of people resisting because they couldn't go places and do this and do that so we are community we are culture of doers and hustlers yes. and grinders gotta go versus just like <laughs> we don't know how to just be still yeah just be still. It's a combination of sit your behind somewhere or lay down somewhere for a minute and stop. So all this moving around and doing and doing, and we love being busy. Yes. Busy. We are busy. That's the first thing you hear people, oh, been busy. You haven't seen them in a while or even yesterday. Oh, I'm busy. And so part of it is just like, stop. Just being able to just stop and be able to hear your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly like whether you're working from home or not, I've been teaching people how to take breaks during the day, literally yeah. three, where it's like for 10 minutes. I'm not saying just lay around and don't do your work. Take 10 minute increment break in the morning, afternoon, evening, and just pause. That's it. Pause. And sometimes, you know, there are people who's like, Oh, I'm not doing anything. I should be doing something. You don't have to be doing something all the time. Like that's mm-hmm. the culture we in and pausing the idea of being mindful, but also minding your mind. Like there's so much going on. We're like overthinkers, overstimulated, over information, overload and all that stuff. Like just being able to think and pause. And so I think a lot of time we don't do that. What are you thinking? What are you saying to yourself in that moment? And so I think those are the time where it's like, it's okay to just pause um, and not do anything. And you're still worthy if you're not doing anything. If you're not right. working 10 hours a day, 12, 16, 
every day doing something, right? And the world is still okay. The babies are still okay. Your friends are still good. Um, so it's the idea of rest and doing it without guilt because you're probably thinking taking care of yourself as a whole is selfish. Some people are just doing that is selfish because they're not thinking of the to-do list. They're not thinking of the lunch they need to prepare. They're not thinking of the next work, the deadline, the whatever. So even that itself feel like a luxury. And I'm just like, no, it's not. That's just the basic. This is the basic like that. So to me, I would, uh, to, that's what I would recommend to most listening in terms of really taking that time and with others, schedule it because the things that are important to you, you schedule it. Even the shows yeah. you watch on TV, you're like tonight is this, don't yes. call me, don't disturb me. So when you're taking these moments, treat it that way. <laughs> yeah. Treat it that way. And I think this year, one of the things, even before the pandemic, I've been telling people is the idea of, I would love for us to start treating ourselves like our phones and our cars. Mm. our phones and our cars meaning wow. our phones we adore our phones the moment it's like batteries low we're like oh my god i gotta charge it we know when the phone is fully charged when the phone mm -hmm. is low when the phone is almost about to go <laughs> imagine treating ourselves this way and be like oh i need to recharge let me plug let me just pause plug and then recharge and then i'll come back to you when i'm full again can you imagine doing that to fool yourself or even yeah. the car. A lot of us are exhausted. We are burned out again from doing, mm -hmm. grinding yeah. and hustling and all that. Mm -hmm. Imagine if your car is like low on gas and you're like, oh, I'm just going to push through. Isn't that what most people say? I'm going to push through this. No, no. How many of us would do such a thing to your mm -hmm. own car, whether you drive or not, where you're like, I'm going to push through this. The car, the car will stop pushing and actually just stop on you if it's got no gas. <laughs> Have you seen that happen to anyone that you know? Yes. Where they're like, I'm not gonna stop. Then yeah. then the universe is like, yes, you are. Don't keep on pushing me. I just might fall on the Oh I'll make you stop. Because you have you out of gas. There's nothing left. And your body can only take so much. Right. And so but imagine doing that before it stops. Imagine doing that before you get sick, before you mm. burn out or stressed out, or you, who knows, like whatever those crises and wake up calls are. And so we seem to do that only in crisis, only when we're completely depleted, only when we're out of gas. <laughs> only. Only. So the goal is to make that part of our lifestyle in terms of being well is something you can do every day, taking care of yourself, and practicing self-care shouldn't be a holiday, an occasion, or something mm -hmm. you escape to from your own life to do. And then you come back to the chaos and nothing has truly changed. And so you have to decide, what kind of life do you want to have? And that's like a everyday question. And that's why, again, the beauty of having habits or creating them or cultivating them, because it's mm -hmm. not something you do when you feel like it. This is a reflex. You just do it because it's the thing that's good for you is the thing that makes you feel good and it's part of your lifestyle, not like a special thing. And again, if you feel like it, right? But it's something yeah. that you do. <laughs> but, you know, but we don't. So can you imagine you feel like my phone is dead? If I feel like it, I'll charge it. You know what will happen if you don't charge it. It's gonna be dead and you're gonna miss phone calls. Hello, mm. or text messages or All whatever that's... else. Cause I think of this phone as the mini computer. So imagine if we saw a body, a mind, and spirit are so important that it deserves to be charged and stay charged and recharged mm -hmm. before yeah. it stops. Yeah. And I, I find myself 
in the morning that I want to kind of mimic that um, the Jesus mentality that I go off and I spend time in the word. And if I'm thinking I want to be able to fill other people's cups, so I got to fill my cup first mm-hmm. and to mimic that that behavior that I saw in the Bible. I definitely want to do that with myself. And I always have a much better day when that is placed, when my time with God is placed first. How about you? Uh, for me, it's been that solitude is key. Yeah. That waking up, not leaping out of bed like most of us, like the alarm wakes up and then you just jump out. <laughs> the ability to still <laughs> wake up and not feel like you have to rush to something. I think the pandemic has taught me to slow down even more. And even when you think you've slowed down, slow down even more. And I think I started adopting this sort of like island living lifestyle I've been calling it. Because when you're on the island, nobody, you and your clock can go somewhere because nobody's (laughs) thinking about what time it is, what do we have to do here, what do we have to do there? We just slow everything down. There's no Uh, rush. You can always tell (laughs) an island person, another person, why, why are we so rushing? Why are we thinking gotta be in the clock? Like, what am I gonna do? He's like, no, 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 just chill. Like, that's the thing, right? And that's good for us. I mean, it's good for your heart. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. And to be able to sort of say, okay, what am I gonna do today, right? Not the 20 things or the 100 things, the ability to say, I'm gonna do one thing when I wake up and have a routine. So for me, part of my healthcare practice and what I'm teaching my clients is really having that ritual Mm-hmm. Where you do that every day, creating those habits where you just do what you, what really fuels you inside and yeah. out. Sometimes we do mm-hmm. things out of obligation and regardless of your, the life you have now, like some people, again, it's like they have so much responsibility, but being able to do it, like I tend to do it even from the beginning when I have, you know, a baby now who's like a teenager, that early morning, I literally schedule it around that. So I know I'm going to wake up a little early for my, that me time is everything. Yeah, I, I love heard that time. Oh my goodness. So you can mm-hmm. figure it out. Is it when they're sleeping, when they're awake? I mean, depending on the house you went, is it when they're out of the house? Is it, when does it happen for you to cater mm-hmm. that and make sure that is your sacred time for you and I not really that. think about, and you don't have to do anything. I've seen... <laughs> My example is really women. My world overall is truly feminine. So it's like, if they have a break, I think there are some women who don't know what to do with themselves. They may actually do work. If everybody's gone and it's to themselves, they're like, ooh, dishes, cleaning. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Sit down, lay down, do something that would just keep you, that you enjoy. Or read a book. Read a book. Listen to some music. Dance for no reason. Sing. (laughs) Run around the house. Anything. But I know. work, just be a, that's the other thing too. be a child. Like how many children, you know, you left them alone. That's going to be like, oh my God, my chores. I need to do chores. No, be a kid again. I know. Kid again. <laughs> that's why. And I, <laughs> I grew, I grew up as an only child and I used to do these dance routines. I used to love fame that came oh. on. Yeah. It came on television and <laughs> anything that was kind of like a Broadway show type of mm-hmm. presentation and I would mimic and rearrange the living room. My mother would come on, what oh. have you done to my living room? And I'm like, sorry. It's my set. Okay. It is the set of my dance. <laughs> exactly. The new That's- number I'm working on right now. My studio is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my you God. can still do that. You have permission <laughs> to do that. I know. I know. What 
projects or things do you have on the horizon? I'm, I'm curious because, guys, I, I want to let you in on something. Ooh, where do she I start? A guru. She's a guru. She's a guru when it comes to the <laughs> online platforms. I, I can't mention how many Ooh. she's on, but just go ahead. What do you have on horizon? There's a lot. There's so much <laughs> happening. Many will continue. The wellness journey, literally the combination of both worthiness and wellness. Um, and just like the books and so many things, literally, they're just coming my way, which is interesting. <laughs> and so I am working on a new journal, mm -hmm. Planting Seeds, um, that's coming out this year. I'm also working on a poetry collection and it's all connected in terms of that idea of becoming who you are and becoming those things you don't want to be, but the idea of planting those habits. So when I say seeds, I mean habits. And so yeah. it's all infused together. I'm also starting a new community. Um, those who do want to improve their health, they do want to stress less and be able to invest in their own vitality, right? It's like that idea of like, I just want to live, fully live. And so that community is being created. Uh, we have a wait list right now uh, before the launch. So anyone who's interested um, definitely can find me on all I, you know, you said there are so many from all these social media. So from Instagram to clubhouse to all the others, there are so many wisdom, all my W words, um, and others that, you know, that are still happening, by the way, new apps are being created every day. And so my goal is to be an immigrant in every single one of them going to the new <laughs> frontier. Okay. Forever an immigrant where I'm like, let me go find out what's there. Do I know anyone there? And then if not, let me create a little settlement here or, you know, create a hub of some sort and discover it. And I'll be like, you want to come over? Um, so a lot of those things are based on that. For me, the work is really centered around that um, intersection of wellness, community, joy, but also really thinking about our legacy, but also like how are we sharing our stories, whether it's stories of triumph, stories of pain, but stories of the idea that so much we've come through that makes us who we are today. So I want particularly women and people of color to really start sharing those stories. And at the same time, thinking about what our ancestors have done for us to even have that possibility today to speak. The idea that we can have the life that we want, it is not a secret. It is not exclusive. Like literally the path has already been set for everything that they have done. So I get to think about all the, I call them the good ancestors, not all of them. The good ancestors <laughs> have done for me to be the good ones. The yeah. Good ones, okay. The good, the and good so, great ones. <laughs> the good ones. So honor them and to be able for me to know, I mean, including my mom, my aunt, and so many other people. And sometimes thinking about even, you know, Sojourner or all the other women and others who've done and paved the way. So for me, it's part of that work and thinking about what mark am I going to leave behind? How am I making an impact now and beyond? And really thinking that all stories is also part of a legacy or wellness for me to be able to do all that, that I'm mentioning and beyond, mm -hmm. I have to be well, I have to yeah. be well inside and out. Um, and then to find others around me and to create that little, you know, to me, I want to create that Wakanda right here. <laughs> but we gotta be healthy and strong <laughs> to yeah, be able to do yeah. it um, and i can't do it by myself so i think the idea of also finding those others who see the value in that who wants to invest in it and for us to grow and build that together all right and if people wanted to find out more about your book 
as well as any other projects that you have coming up? Because I think you're also a podcaster as well. Where would they go? I think the hub, you know, Instagram is my playground. So talk with Marie. If you literally type that talk with Marie on most platform, and if not all, you'll find me there. And this is where all the announcements, all the fun, you can find that and, and join in. Like, again, to me, it's not fun by myself. I want you all to join in that. And really this year, this year and beyond, just decide decide you know today we heard something where somebody's like i am committed to fun to me i'm yes. committed to wellness and joy <laughs> i'm committed even to black girl joy black girl magic all of it but we get to invite the people we want to share that experience with and build a community around it so to me it's all about that i truly do not want to get to the mountaintop by myself i don't want to be yeah. healthy by myself i want that to be a collective experience right it's so much fun when you can play with others Yes. and get well and the with memories others. my god the yes. memories will last for years to come <laughs> add a little humor to that so that's part of the joy but wellness doesn't have to be serious and i think for what we're going through right now um yeah it's more important than ever the idea of really um taking that in stock but knowing like you have to practice it mm -hmm. you have to live it and so for me that's a lifestyle and it's non-negotiable for me to be healthy um joyful and to have community and truly make that as part of what I do personally and professionally, like that's the, this, that's the best life possible. Oh, oh my gosh. I learn every, I, I learn so much every time you open your mouth, Dr. Marie, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited. And I'm so grateful that you're going to need a journal to... real soon. You're like, I need to keep notes. <laughs> get your journal. Yeah, I, I'm going to get my journal. As soon as planting <laughs> seeds is available, I will be getting my journal from you. Dr. Marie Selson, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. For more with Dr. Marie Celestin and what our intentional word is for the year 2022, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Next time on Interludes. One of the things that I think we as women, Black women especially, we've been taught to um, be selfless, to take care of everyone else first. And what I was realizing is that, that the more I took care of me, the better I was able to take care and do. And in all honesty, had we been taught to love ourselves first, uh, I think that the world would be a better place. Self-love expert, best-selling author, and creator of Slay, Self-Love Awaits You Essentials. My fellow podcasting partner, Tracy King, on the next Interlude. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music and movies and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. 
This episode is brought to you by NBN's African American Historical News Journal, documenting 178 years of our country's historical newspaper articles. Give the gift of knowledge as the Drive for Five starts now. To purchase your five journals, please visit the website nbnconnect.com and type in interludes as the referral. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Thank you.